Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> as if we all haven't had enough of Taylor Swift shoved down our throats lately. But I'm, Never. I'm a, I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a Swifty per se, but I like Taylor Swift. Yes. So for those of y'all that, you know, are living under a rock and did not recognize that lyric. <laughs> That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. It's me. Hi. Although my version of it, as I will uh, probably reiterate a few times in this podcast, um, it's you. <laughs> Hi, you're the problem, not, not me. me. <laughs> That's the version I prefer. And so, yes, we are talking about our teams today and the drama. Um, and we're talking about accountability today. Yes. And so I, I know I've mentioned it on another podcast, probably a bunch of others, but I've been told too many times by my team that I pay very well <laughs> that come into my office get up in my face and tell me I'm the problem yeah. it's me yes um and I am too soft and I make excuses for everybody else mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's why we have as many culture problems and accountability problems as we do because I am the problem <laughs> who does not <laughs> reinforce like whatever it is I'm supposed to be reinforcing and so we had scheduling institute training and they're all, they're, I mean, that's their, probably their mantra is accountability, accountability, accountability. And so we had training with them, what, a couple of weeks ago yeah. and the trainer, you know, sitting with me and saying whatever I was complaining about. And her response was, well, what's your accountability like? And I ignored her the first <laughs> time. I was like, uh, anyway, <laughs> let, let me finish Moving my on. story here. Yeah. So I pretend like I didn't hear her. And <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, blah, 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 blah. She's like, okay, but what's your accountability? And I just kind of was like, well, blah, 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 blah. And then the third time, what's your accountability? I was just like, God bless I'm paying for this training today. And here we go again, another one, trying to pin it all on me. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to pay for this. I'm like, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> You're the problem, not me. Um, so all of that to say that I've come whining to you, going, Bethany, everybody's telling me. I don't hold people accountable. I'm the problem. So here I am wanting you to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll feel better though. Um, and we'll see if we get to it or not. But I had an accountability conversation with, um, in the office yesterday. So I'll, I'll let's see if that, you know, helps comes us here. Up, yes. Yeah. It comes up. And then as I'm venting to you going, well, I guess it's me. You were like, I had accountability on my list of things to talk about anyway. Yes. So it's it is a hot topic especially for me and i think this is where i maybe i'm maybe i'm the problem maybe it's me <laughs> yes it's you according to my lyrics it's you <laughs> you're the problem not me <laughs> because you brought this to me on multiple occasions as team members have, have assaulted me with this <laughs> yes i have i have brought it to you and then now what are you doing this... about it what are you how am i holding you accountable to fixing this <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, it, it, to me, it's just so complex because it is more than just accountability. Yes, I, I do not want to diminish the topic of accountability because I do think ac accountability is important. But to me, it I can't turn off my strategic mind 
from thinking about how certain actions of accountability could impact other things. I, I think in dominoes all the time. So if we if we take this step here from an accountability standpoint, what's the subsequent steps that would occur after that? And are we okay with those? So I, I like that you just said that because yeah. you've used that same analogy to describe a melancholy, which yes. I am, yeah. and we need to have a plan. And I think that pretty much nails why I am a softie, I guess, where I'm perceived as a softie, because I think it's fair enough for a team member to bring it to me and say, you're being too soft on this person or that person, but I have the bird's eye overview and I'm like, okay, but if I do this, this, and this, it's going to create problem, you know, A, B, and C is going to create problem C, D, and F, and I don't want that, so let's not worry about B and C, maybe I'll just tackle A, well, you're offering excuses now, and I'm like... I mean, I guess, call it whatever you want. To me, I'm being strategic looking at the big picture. Right. Um, and maybe they can't see the big picture. And, and part of that is, well, that, that's not their job. It's my job to see the big picture. But um, I'm sure there's a healthy balance in there somewhere. But that's exactly the problem I have. And actually, exactly what I ended up talking to my um, associate yesterday when we mm-hmm. ended up talking up about accountability. And um, so, anyway, I just wanted to kind of launch into, like, like you're saying, like that comes back to you going... But if we hold, if we stick to the accountability train, yeah, we don't veer from that. Well, yeah. to me, it's more complicated than that. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that there shouldn't be accountability. That's certainly not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying we have to be carefully weighing out accountability options. And when we pick an accountability path, so to speak, which we can talk about different paths that are out there. But then we have to really execute it with consistency. Just just think about how wrong accountability can go if we execute this path account of accountability for this person. But for this person, we're going to choose a different path. That Talk about problems. That creates a lot of problems. So we, we almost have to have this path that we choose that we can apply to any employee and that we can execute with consistency and we're okay with the long-term effects of that. That is hard. (laughs) To pick a path and know that you're going to, that you have to stick with it for every employee, you got to have a pretty darn good accountability path. So I think then the problem with that is I'm a dentist. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to go drill and fill and bill. (laughs) <laughs> so I think for me, I'm just like, God bless. Like that, that would require a whole, I don't know, HR team, mm-hmm. a whole, like not only office manager, like the office manager's job would be the accountability part. And yeah. that's why the office managers are not ever really the most popular people. Sorry if there's any managers listening, but you're not. You're the one who's like, that has to be the alpha in the office. And we, as the owner, we appreciate you, but nobody else likes you in the office no. probably because you are having to be this accountability Nazi, Guri, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think about um, the office episode and Holly and like how she wanted to, what was that? The ethics training or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, okay, but you fire Meredith, then who else are you firing for doing whatever? So I, I, I am with you. Accountability is important. Holding people to their word and, and all of that. Like, obviously we need to do all of that to accomplish things. But I think just a blanket statement and say, well, this is, I think we need to dive deeper into that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I was hoping we could do here in this podcast. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful to start with general paths of accountability. And we can talk about things that we've executed from an accountability standpoint in the path. 
in the past, but I would say one of the most common, which you and I were just talking about this, one of the most common paths is this kind of three strikes you're out type thing where for a certain infraction, a person receives a verbal warning, then they receive a written warning, and then usually the third strike you're out. So if you are making that same mistake again after the verbal written warning, um, then within a certain period of time, if you make that mistake again, you're fired um, for that infraction. So this is not a bad path. This can actually be very helpful. I was just talking with a client about this about a week ago, and he had a lady at the front that was on her cell phone a lot to the point that she was avoiding work in order to attend to her cell phone. In his particular office, he doesn't have a cell phone policy. It hasn't always been a problem in the past, but it was with this particular employee. So he pulled her aside, talked to her about it, and said, hey, this has got to this has got to go away. Um, you've got to focus on your job. It didn't go away. And so then the written warning came when he warned her about it in writing. And in that warning, it said you could be terminated for this. And then it still didn't go away. And you fire the person. That is a logical consequence because it's the same exact infraction. It's and, and we talked about other options besides terminating. We talked about, okay, after that written warning, you could say, okay, now you aren't allowed to keep your phone with you. That has to actually stay in the break room. And I said, that's an option. If you don't want to terminate this employee, you could have her put the phone in the break room and you're not doing that for anybody else because it doesn't seem to be a problem. But could she at some point say that that's unfair and could there be attitude problems because she got in trouble for that? And we dialogued about that and he's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. It's going to have to be termination. So in that type of infraction, to me, the three strikes you're out type accountability makes a lot of sense. It doesn't, in some cases, if the crime doesn't fit termination, is where I see it coming up. Like with you and I, we were talking about this consent form that got missed. And when I think about the three strikes you're out, this person who's valuable to the team missed a consent form and got verbally warned about that. Now we talked about we could apply three strikes you're out to this, which would be a written warning for the next consent form she misses. And then the third one, she's fired for that. And that's where it starts to break down for me because while that's an important part of her job, it's not the totality of her job. So are we saying we're okay with firing her over, is it an important infraction? Yes, but she does a lot of other things. Does it make sense to lose a good employee over a missed consent form three times in a row? So my question to you, first of all, with the lady that he fired for the third, was she not valuable at anything else? Was she not a long-term team member? Like, was she an easy one to weed out? Yeah, we talked about that because I think he was not at the time of the written warning he was like I don't want this to lead to termination because he felt like in some ways she did a good job I think what ended up leading him to the termination is by the time it got to the third offense multiple weeks had passed I mean he gave her time to try to correct this and now he had a team team that was very frustrated with her and so he's like I feel like if I take the phone away this employee is going to be attitude about it. And I think that's going to cause further damage to the team. But so she, she hadn't been a long-term employee is what I, what it feels like. Not super long. No. 
months? Like a year, a oh. year and a half. Okay, so that's like long that. enough, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I agree with everything you're saying. And so that, to me, this is where I would make a terrible judge because I am very shades of gray and... Well, but in this case, I can see why you murdered your mother. Like, I get it. You know, like, I, I could find a way to, like, okay. Um, so it's, You convinced me. <laughs> you know, yes, she didn't warm your dinner to your specifications. I, I can kind of see you'd already asked her three other times. And she should have expected that bowl of soup to go whizzing past her head. She didn't duck, right? So... <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, but, but that to me, but that's where I get accused of being soft and I'm making excuses. So the consent form one, for example, is one I told you just happened yesterday and it was, it was a consent form for whatever we asked. Did you get the consent form? The team member said, I didn't know we were supposed to get one for that. And so we had this like discussion about it. At the end of the day, there was another patient, same exact one, a situation, procedure, whatever, and we didn't get the consent form again. I start going, okay, like, yes, it's not like I did an implant and didn't get a consent form. Like, it's not the end of the world. And anybody listening from a consent standpoint, like, that's not at all what I'm saying. I know consents are important, and there's more to it than what I'm sharing right now, but whatever. At the end of the day, this was not the be-all, end-all problem. Um, it was not good, right? Anytime a consent form is not there, it's not good. But, and it depended on who I asked. Like the employee that's kind of our stickler was like, I can't believe you're not more upset about this. And I can't believe that. And I'm just like, dude, I got other things to like, I would rather save my, that book, the art, the subtle yes. art of not giving an F. Yeah. And somebody gave me a jar. That's what I should have done. I have a jar of like wooden F words. Like that's your jar of Fs to give. I should have just given her one. I'm like, dude, I've only got a couple for today. I'm not wasting it on that, yeah. right? Um, she seems to have an endless supply of Fs. <laughs> <laughs> endless supply. So anyway, I just kind of was like, okay. But I mean, it's, we just talked about it this morning. Exactly. We just talked about it this morning. So how'd she miss it again? I don't know. It will be fine. We'll talk about it again and we can. And so I think that for me is where I really struggle because I try to look at and go, yeah, if we saw like five patients yesterday and she was putzing around doing nothing, but we didn't see five patients yesterday. Yesterday was a school holiday for us in our area and we were slammed. And so, yes, like I get the importance of it, but I guess I can, I have that wiggle room or that space to go, okay, it's okay. We'll talk about it. It, And is that maybe because I'm a mom and I know my kids are going to screw up right and left is it because I'm a screw up and I appreciate the, the, the pity and the, you know, extended leash from somebody else. I don't know, but I just was not as upset about this as other people in the office were. Maybe I was in Friday mode going, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this, but it, it brought up this discussion about accountability and, then my associate, he was really thinking about it. And, and I really liked what he had to say in the path that he was thinking. But he was like, well, what if we did? And this is kind of where he had. He's like, okay, well, she should have gotten that consent form and she didn't. So I just talked to her about it. But maybe the next time she does it, we do a written warning. And then I turned to him and I said, and then what? Mm-hmm. What would you like to do after that? Yeah. Because if her only job was to get consent forms all day, that works. But she's got a million jobs. Yeah. And so... 
Now you want me to track for her? Okay, well now you're on your written warning for your informed consent. And then you're also on your verbal warning for your showing up three minutes late. And then you're on your next, like, what? Where does it end? Where does it end? I think, um, and you tell me, because clearly this is not my realm, but in my mind, it's like if you have like one to four employees, it's easier to track and easier to set up some accountability measures. You get to, you know, I don't have a giant practice. You got a dozen people. I can't do that for every employee, for every mistake. Right. So now that's more tension on me to have to keep it fair across the board. In my mind, I'm creating a culture of fear that I don't think I would want to work in a culture of fear. So I would quit. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about from an overview standpoint. Does the firing make sense? Are you shooting yourself in the foot Mm -hmm. is basically where I'm going with that. That, that is the question that I feel like we have to ask before we decide on, on a path. If that path leads to termination, is it on certain infractions? If it's on all infractions, you're going to fire every employee at some point, which I guess this is where strategically I just start to struggle with some of those decisions because there are times that I've sat with employees that, I mean, with clients that wanted to follow this path with a particular employee because they're just frustrated by it. They're like, I'm just, you know, tired of this employee, basically. So I'd like to start this, you know, path, this accountability path that's going to lead to termination. And I'm sitting there going, but can we replace that employee with somebody as good, if not better? How much is that next employee going to cost you? Is there a way to salvage this that doesn't have to end in termination? And sometimes the answer to that is no. But I think before we decide, no, we are going to be a, you know, a high level accountability office. We have to figure out, is it, it, can we execute this plan? Exactly what you're talking about. If, if every mistake goes down the three strikes you're out role, every employee will get fired at some point. So we can't do that. So then, okay, we need to have the three strikes you're out role on what? What qualifies for that? Do we have certain buckets that fall under the three strikes you're out? Certain buckets that fall under the performance advice slash coaching category? Do we have some that we just completely ignore? And I feel like the answer to that is yes. Like we have to have some things that we're willing to ignore. We have to have some things that we are put in that accountability bucket. And I think we need to have some that maybe it doesn't go down a certain like termination path, but there's some type of coaching or development or something that we expect of them. I just don't feel like we can settle in on one path and execute that across the board with consistency. I agree. And I think that that's fair. So I think then that starts with going, what is important to you that is an absolute deal breaker? And it doesn't matter the employee. Yeah. And I think that, um, I, I think my, uh, one of my mentors, um, who, who kind of taught me that, uh, Dr. Johnson. And she was like, I mean, she told me this, gosh, eight years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was. And she, and it was a game changer for me and my outlook. And she's like, you know, there's just some things and the cell phone on the floor. She's like, if they're caught with their cell phone on the floor, they're immediately terminated period. End of story. No questions asked. And I was like, anybody, like, even if it was the person that you've been working with you for eight years, she goes, anybody that is not something I'm willing to tolerate. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I started doing that. And I had a couple of times where it was a couple of my team leads, people I depended on very, very much so. 
and they were caught with their cell phone on the floor. Mm-hmm. And in ours, in our case, it was um, you're caught with your cell phone on the floor. You're at that time we used to have a bonus that was like a two hundred dollar a month bonus, and we were like, okay, you're caught, two hundred dollar bonus gone. So it's, if your cell phone is that important that it's worth two hundred dollars to you, go for it. That very next time you will be fired immediately on the spot. And I had to pull one of my team leads aside. I said, you just lost your two hundred dollars, and um, don't make me do that. Yeah. Do not do not test me because I'm telling you right now, yes, you've been me, with me for four years. I will fire you tomorrow if I see you with your cell phone on the floor. Yeah. So it's like I had to let her know that I wasn't playing around and she wasn't about the rules. Um, and so I think that's one for us. I think stealing is another one. Mm-hmm. And, and they've seen that recently when we talk about our thief episode. Like mm-hmm. I know some of the team thinks that, you know, I was still too rough with that. I don't care that 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 one is that one is still not a that one's a no-brainer for me mm-hmm. I, I a thousand percent I have zero doubts or zero hemming and hawing that to me was like nope that's trust broken gone gone um and then I think I have the whole other path of I think that may be the problem where people think I'm just ignoring things but it's a even then it's strategic and I may not verbalize it maybe that's why and a lot of times it's none of your business team members a b and c but um maybe that's where I need to work on things too where if it's like all in my head it seems like I'm ignoring it right and so maybe I need to dialogue more I don't know I don't know but I mean I do think about things and part of me is like move on and get over it yeah and the other so I don't know maybe that's part of the problem though It looks like I'm ignoring it. I think that's a big part of when accountability comes to a head, like in the situations that you've been approached by it. I've got a client that I was just on the phone with yesterday and his team kind of views him as soft, as not willing to kind of go after things and and nip things in the bud. And the truth of the matter is he's just selective about what he's going to invest his energy into correcting. And then he has a lot of trust in his team to do their job and to do the right thing. And so I think that creates, he's got a really big team and it creates a lot of this chatter of, Oh, well he didn't get onto that one for that. And Oh, somebody needs to get onto this one for that. And so I do think sometimes it's people make up their own opinions about if they can't see the accountability or they don't see you go into a room with this person to talk at the end of the day, it's, it's not their business, whether somebody was held accountable or not. It shows that they don't trust that you're holding them accountable in the way that they want you to hold, hold them accountable. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe there needs to be this discussion of these are the categories that are critical to me and will lead to termination if there's mistakes in these categories. These are the categories that I'm coaching on and I expect excellence. That is my expectation. But if I see you faltered in those areas, there's going to be coaching and conversations and, you know, individual things that we talk about, goals that we create together. These are the things that I'm ignoring. Please do not bring those things to my attention. And Maybe just that clarity alone, if you've got a team that's accusing you of not being an an accountability person, maybe just having that concept of these are things that I'm willing to hold people accountable for. These are negotiable. And then these at the bottom, I don't care. Do do what you may on that. But it's I'm not going to address those things. And maybe that would help. And maybe I think that would help with your situation. Because I feel like there is this all or none 
approach. It's like either you're going to hold everybody accountable for every mistake, every time, no matter what. That is, yes, accountability needs to be there, but not to that level. Um, And then same thing on the opposite end of never holding anybody accountable. That's just not happening. And I think that's part of it is that there are a lot of conversations that we have behind the scenes with employees that are coaching or training or encouragement to them to take steps in these areas. But I think in your particular case, that's not seen as accountability. But to me, that's a version of accountability. When it's not their version of accountability. You should have gotten in there and yelled at them about this, this, and this. Okay, well, I disagree with that methodology. So it's not that I don't see it. I don't understand what you're doing or I don't know how to do it. I chose not to do it in this particular case. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I was telling you about yesterday, the, the one thing that people weren't a tizzy about um, and the whole accountability, whatever. And that I guess that's what it was. And my, my associate and I started diving deeper into like, okay, but what does that look like? He's like, I don't know. Like, maybe you take a bonus away. Okay, well, then what do I do? And what's he's like, next? well, then we figure out what's next. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't just put it up in the air. Like, tell me exactly. Because, again, I'm that domino person. I need to have a plan. If I don't have a plan, and I'm not going to make an empty threat. Yeah. So, like, same with my kids at home. I follow through with any threat that I make, which is why I'm very careful before I make the threat. Because mm-hmm. um, I know, like, I'm the one who's going to have to enforce it, and I will. But... Um, that was the the kind of conversation then was well what are we doing to hold people more accountable and what systems do we have and frankly but like that's why I came in here and I was like I don't think I have a problem <laughs> it's not me it's you know, I'm just, you. my head's buried in the sand and I'm not coming up I'm fine down here it's nice and cool and comfortable so I I guess I just Maybe that is the problem I just don't see it I'm like this yeah. is just a typical dental office people are me 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 are we producing? Are our patients happy? Got some good Google reviews? Then get out of my face. Yeah. Like I, yeah. And I, do, I do think that's a perspective that we have to have. I think sometimes we have to temper our expectations. If we're expecting for all team members to come in at a level ten, perform darn near close to perfection every day, we are going to be disappointed every time. I mean, I use kids all the time. I'm like, can we expect that of our children? No, we're human. Like we grow, children grow into adults and make the same mistakes or have the same tendencies even as adults. And so if we wouldn't expect near perfection out of our kids, why would we expect that out of our employees? And again, I don't want that to sound like I'm saying don't hold people accountable because you should. The cell phone issue, perfect example. The way that you did it was very clear, like a zero tolerance policy is what I would call that. But there was a preliminary warning. You lost your bonus. Cost you 200 bucks the next time you're fired. That's a very clearly communicated to everyone. Our uh, vacation policy that we have for peak time. My gosh, we've gone over that and over that and over that. There are consequences to team members taking off during that time. And we execute that with 100% consistency. Doesn't matter who you are. If you take off a week, you know, more than three days during a peak period, there's consequences to that and we implement that. That's a version of accountability. It's very clear. So I think we've just got to be careful about what are the things that really truly matter and let's have very clear communication on that and very clear accountability 
And that could be, that doesn't have to be three strikes you're out. That can be loss of bonus. That can be loss of PTO time. That can be, um, you know, sending a person home unpaid for the day. Like, hey, you walked in, this infraction happened, and I am sending you home. So I think we're, tell me if I'm wrong, but probably most of your clients, myself included, are going, shoot, I do that. They may go home for good. And then now there's three more practices down the street that are willing to hire them. Mm -hmm. So do I really want to send you home? And I've sent you home, which now means I get to assist myself and answer my own phones while I'm at it. Um, And so I think that's where we run into, maybe it's not worth fighting that, but then that I guess I can see I think that's how my staff views me more often than not and maybe I am and I'm not willing to recognize it but I think that what do you do about that like that one is one that needs to be held accountable but what would you say would be so for me it is all a matter of strategy again it's if sending the person home is going to create a domino effect in our office that makes the team members hate that person then it's not worth it in that. And so then it's like, okay, if we're not going to send the person home, are we sitting down and having a coaching conversation? Like, hey, you've walked in, you've made this mistake, you've shown up late, for example. Let's go with that. You've shown up late the last three mornings, and that is unacceptable. So you showed up again late today. I want you to understand here's the next steps. Um, I need you to, my expectation of you is to now arrive 10 minutes earlier than the start time and I need to see that you can arrive early for the next two weeks you can arrive 10 minutes before your actual time when you're supposed to be here and if you can do that I'll remove that restriction from you you can go back to normal um, check-in time there's so many consequences I mean the variety that's out there we just have to be creative and it has to be something that works for the practice and the team and it has to be something that actually changes behavior So I'm with you. If that is going to, if we can do without that person and she really is not, she shows up late every time and we do just fine without her, send her home without pay. And if you lose and you're willing to risk losing her because she's not super valuable to the team, send her home. I'm fine with that. But in most cases we need our team members and we want to keep that person. So then what's the alternative consequence that makes your team happy so that they know you're on top of it. Um, And then also it's a consequence that you can live with. So I think what has been working better for me over the years, I think, um, I guess, well, in my opinion, it's working very well for me. I guess it depends on who you ask in my office, how it's actually working. But I think for me, when I start seeing stuff like that, that I'm like, you know better that you know you need to show up on time or you know you need to, you can't keep wearing the wrong uniform or you whatever it is. And I think that to me is where I start going, maybe you don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Um, and we, we start having those conversations going, hey, like before we even talk about the lateness, it's just kind of like, hey, how are things going? You know, I'm just, I want to have this conversation with you because I'm just curious, like a lot of your actions are showing me that maybe you're not super happy here. Like, do you want to be here or not? And yeah. usually the answer is, oh gosh, yes. Like what, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, you're kind of doing this and I'm wondering why, like, that's usually where it goes. I'm trying to think if we had one that's been kind of like, well, I'm frustrated at this. this Actually, you know what? This last one that finally, it wasn't quite as, yeah, I I think you're right. It wasn't as like, no, I definitely want to be here. It was more quiet during when we asked that. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and we, you know, we kind of saw that and then she kind of was like, well, you know, I just think blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, basically like she thinks everybody's picking on her and whatever, but, um, and so sure enough, like that was what 
two months ago and now she's finally faded herself out yep. because we finally were like the writing's on the wall she's yeah. not acting like she wants to be here right. and off you go and then for the ones that are like oh crap is that how I'm coming across that's how you're coming across yeah. and usually that kind of wakes people up wakes enough. people up I think the other thing that has kind of worked for me again in my opinion is uh, going what would you do if you was me like yes. what should I do to you or if this was, you know, like find their enemy in the office and kind of be like, okay, if it was her doing this and now it was affecting you this way, yeah. what would you tell me to do yeah. to her? And that seems to kind of help yeah. too, where they're like, yeah, you're right. I can't come late anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't. You right. want to be here? Okay. Because now your team thinks you don't want to be here. Well, I do want to be here. Okay. Well, show your team that. Yeah. And again, I feel like even just that conversation, we may not view that as oh, these certain accountable steps were taken that can be clearly documented. But it's an accountability conversation. <laughs> you're, you're pointing out a mistake that's been made and the consequences of that, what the team is viewing about that. And then, yeah, let's see what happens after that, right? If it keeps happening again, maybe you've got a different path at that point or a different conversation that happens. But not everything needs to lead to a physical consequence, either a verbal warning, written warning, a lost bonus, a, you know, you lost a PTO. It doesn't always have to have like a tangible consequence to be considered accountability. Sometimes the conversation alone can be seen as a version of accountability in my book. And I guess that to me too is where a lot of people don't know how many of these conversations we've had and expect, or that or they do, but they expect it to be still the one, two, three. And I guess my comment to that then, which would probably be, all of my team but me because they're all telling me I'm too soft is okay well when you're in my shoes then you go ahead mm -hmm. because I don't want to be here by myself doing mm -hmm. 20 handed dentistry by myself I don't want to do that Yeah. so I have to think about it from a different vantage point um, it's not what I want either I'd love to send all of you home when you're getting on my nerves but I can't do that because I'm here to do a job and I can't do my job without you so either you're with me or you're not and yeah. so um I think that is kind of where we've been mm -hmm. with the whole accountability. And again, I, you know, I, I said to you as we were starting this, I was like, I'm not changing one thing until somebody convinces me I need to change something yeah. and gives me a plan in which to do so. If I'm too soft, I know I'm a softie. My kids are spoiled. My team's spoiled. Like, you know, like I know it. Um, but I don't have a problem with it. I, I, and I, I mean, yes, I think you have a softy heart, but... I think you've got high expectations of your team. And I feel like those expectations are clearly communicated. And I do feel like you have fostered an atmosphere of respect that your team respects you. And they don't want to disappoint you. They really don't. And to me, that's a ripe environment to have people that hopefully have some natural accountability. Or it just takes a little stroke of a conversation to point them in the right direction. And yes, where you and I probably falter on accountability is we have, we're willing to invest in a lot of those conversations, right? So I, I can think of one employee in particular where she was never quite rising to the challenge, but we had hope that she would. We wanted to believe the best in her. So we had a lot of coaching conversations with her um, some more specific, some kind of general type coaching conversations, and we kept giving her chances. And is that seen as soft? Maybe. 
but maybe it was strategic as well. And I think at that particular time, we didn't feel like the team could afford another change. We felt like we needed stability during that particular point, and we were willing to keep having these conversations with the employee. So yes, maybe that's being a soft person. But I think you and I were just looking at it from a strategic standpoint and also thinking about the individual. Was she showing any chances of improvement? And I think there were these little sparks where we could see that she was attempting to make changes. They ended up not being enough, and we did end up terminating her. But we were willing to invest, I think, maybe longer than your team wanted us to invest. And and I, I guess to me, in my defense of that is, if I was in the position of, say, the hygienist who is going, why won't you fire this person? Or why won't you pull their bonus? Or why won't you cut their hours? Maybe I would be saying the same thing. But yeah. I'm not in that position. I'm in the position of making the ship run altogether. And so what maybe the inner me would love to say, you fired, you fired, you know bonus, get out of here. But I, like clearly we can't do that. So I don't have a choice but to coach and counsel. Right. And to try to see, like going back to that um, episode we did season one, like see if you can bear some fruit or not. See if I can spend a little time cultivating this relationship and investing in this person to see if they can make some improvements. And if they can't, then you're gone. But if I do see, and again, progress, not perfection. um, And I think that's where other team members have the um, luxury of saying, I expect perfection. Yeah. But I don't have that. Practice owners, we don't have that. We don't have that luxury. We've no. got we've got to be okay with progress. Yeah. And so that's where we are, and we all have a different version of that. And um, yeah, there's probably times where I probably coulda, shoulda jumped the gun a little bit harder and harsher. And otherwise, though, I'm I'm fine where I am. You're so gonna have see, to tell me. You're gonna have to tell me otherwise. Somebody's gonna have to give me a plan. I threw that at my associate. You give me a plan. Yeah. On how to hold this one. And he on his own, as we're dialoguing, he on his own was like, "Yeah, I guess that didn't really make sense." Then we got to come up with a individualized plan for every single person. I'm like, "Exactly. You want to track all that? Right. You go ahead. Then I'm gonna go start drilling and filling and billing while you go track all of this. I'm not right. doing that. Right. I think that's the key thing. Is this has got to be a plan that you can implement across the board with your team to to, to come up with an individualized plan is I mean unless I had two employees I I was about to say it if you've got a couple maybe that can be done but as soon as you get you know three four five employees it's just not it's not a smart business decision and then you risk oh you're doing it this way for this person but not for me why are you holding me to different standards or treating me differently and those are murky waters that I really would not advise any business owner to get in whatever accountability plan you formulate you've got to think through each employee and go am I willing to execute it for that one and that one and that one and that one and if the answer is no then it's a bad plan in my opinion yeah so all right, so you can end with your alternate uh, Taylor version. Oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. not you. It's not me. I think this whole podcast we've discovered it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me prove that. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. 
So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.